Well, babe, we did it. We wrote a book. Yeah, man, it's it's actually surreal to even think about uh, that we wrote a book, had a baby, got married, not necessarily in that order. <laughs> <laughs> but the book is now available yeah. for pre-order, and we're so excited to share it with you. Oh, so looking forward to getting this book into your hands, to be in dialogue and conversation with all of you as we continue to liberate love from old imprints and codependent dynamics that keep us small, stuck, and stagnant. Yeah, you know, no matter your relationship status, this book walks you through what shaped you, why do you do what you do in relationship. It dives deep into your relationship blueprint, attachment styles, and most importantly, which is different than every other book that's ever covered codependency in the past, we explore the role of the nervous system in that. And the book is called Liberated Love. Yeah. Release your codependent patterns and create the love you desire. Go to createthelove.com slash liberated love to order your copy now. That's createthelove.com slash liberated love and get that pre-order in and you'll be able to get a free download of a meditation we created and a workbook that goes along with it. Much love and appreciation for your support. Much love. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. The energy's there, and the energy only wants to be used. We have only so much brain energy. So if we're using 60% of our brain energy to support our past beliefs and failures, then we only have 40% to create the life of our dreams and hopes and wishes. So if we could liberate them, and part of that liberation is forgiving them, forgiving yourself. Nobody taught us to do this. Hi, my name is Mark Groves, and I'm obsessed with understanding human behavior and why we do what we do. In this podcast, I interview the world's most brilliant minds and hearts, where I get to explore, alongside you, every subject you can imagine relating to our human experience and how we relate. It is my deepest intention that we all learn how to create the life and love that we've always dreamt of. Now, before we get rolling, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. And one ask that I have, and an amazing way that you can help support the podcast, is by wherever you listen to it, giving it a five-star review and a written review. With all that said, let's dive in and transform our lives. Welcome to another episode of the Mark Groves Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Patrick Porter, who is the founder of BrainTap. So I wanted to, I met you in Sedona, which, Sedona, what a gift. I always meet the most interesting people in Sedona at our mutual friends place. And I was just instantly captured by the way you think and the things that you're doing with your life and and that you're passionate about. So thanks for, I mean, it, it also worked out because we just happen to be in Vegas at the same time. So yeah, this is great. I mean, this is the meeting point of the world now, I think. <laughs> it's, it seems to be. Well, I'm excited that you could join and, and we could dive in. So your PhD is in psychology and your area of real, obviously very deep passion is in neuropsychology. So for the people listening and for me too, like what is that? What is neuropsychology? Well, when you think about when I was in school, there was no neuro anything. In fact, they thought the brain was fixed. You were born a plumber. You were born an artist. You were born whatever, and you couldn't change the brain. Well, in 2000, that changed, you know, the century of the brain or whatever, and people started realizing our brain can change. So the neuro came out of it. 
it was all bio before. You know, we even the NIH talks about our biofield, which is the energy that our body emits. Uh-huh. They don't call it a, a chakras or anything like that, but they're getting close because we can weigh and measure these things now. So science is catching up with these ancient traditions and improving them right. Like, why do people do these things? So with neuro, what we're talking about is, if you think about our neurons, it doesn't really get fixed. What happens is we get fixed. So if we do the same thing every day, all the time, the brain will go, this is easy. I'm going to create a pattern and this is the way it's going to work. So if we think of our brain kind of like walking, running across a field in the summer that's four feet high, the first time we run through that field, it's going to be difficult. Yeah. But if we keep running that field every day, pretty soon we're going to beat a trail in. And that's going to be the neurons firing through the brain. So the old habits are the old trails and the new habits are new trails. So what they're able to do is track this. Now, with neurons and the way our brain works, we're supposed to have 100 billion neurons. Think of every neuron like the most sophisticated computer, but 100 times more sophisticated than even one of our neurons is able to do the capacity computing power of the world's greatest computer, the Cray computer. And we have how many? We have 100 billion. billion. Wow. So the problem isn't that we don't have the intelligence or the use of it. People always ask me, are we using 100% of our brain's potential? No. But we're using 100% of our brain. There's a big difference there. Interesting, yeah. So the the brain turns on. So now we can weigh and measure it with technology. So neuro simply means, you know, that we're talking about the brain, but the brain is 70% of the nervous system. So when you think of the rest of the body, 30% of the nervous system goes down the spine to the tips of our fingers and toes. And using an example, we do, we run, we go out and exercise. Well, the reason our brain is as big as it is, is because we stood up and started to create balance. That created a, a part of our brain for our distributor system. And neurology tells us what part of the brain is being activated. Now we know if you have a traumatic brain injury and you injure that part of the brain, they can say, oh, that's the distributor system. That's why you can't balance and walk, or this is why you don't remember things. And so they still don't know how the brain works. Nobody really does because it's this, this gelatinous material. It's like <laughs> jello, but it, it's doing this incredible processing because people look at the brain still in, in science like it's something real. And what I mean by that is the brain isn't you. The nervous system isn't you. Uh, that's like tearing apart a television set to look for the studio that's being broadcast. You know, we're in the studio somewhere, you know, right. <laughs> broadcasting here. You know, so think of your neurology like an antenna. That antenna is always observing the environment through our senses. So through our eyes, our ears, the smell, and take. Now we know we all have a spidey sense. Yeah, I mean, they've proven this, and in, in, it's not ESP anymore. It's not extrasensory. Everybody has it. They've done tests with, uh, like, for instance, showing pictures of traumatic scenes or beautiful scenes, and they just did them at random. And what they started to notice after the person got into the experiment was they were guessing or predicting perfectly. Every person was what the next slide was going to be, and they didn't even know it. Because now what they believe is we're processing reality, not in time, but we're behind the times. So because we're processing it through our senses, there's a lag time. Ah, that makes sense. So, like there's a processing speed. And so what is perceived as the present moment is actually the past. Right. It's like we, we don't see that little spinning That's wheel like on, like, like on YouTube. We see the spinning wheel. We don't see that in our brain. But some people process faster than others. For instance, a professional baseball player is up to bat and they're getting a 100-mile-an-hour fastball and they actually can see the threads spin. 
Wow. Now you put someone like you or I, unless you're a professional baseball player, Definitely we're gonna not. we're gonna freak out. We're gonna see it yeah. as a blur, you know, from the from the hand of the pitcher to the catcher. But they can tell what kind of pitch it is yes. by the way it's the spin of the ball. That's wild. So when it, just a question about the experiment where the observer is about to display the next picture, is even the observation delayed because of present? Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Am I seeing the picture that has already come in the future that is showing up as this intuitive experience, but it's I'm really... I'm going to put this in perspective yeah. for everybody listening. We're making it all up. And I'll tell you why. Neuroscience says that we, we process only 20% of reality at any one time. So this room that I'm observing right now, yeah. my brain is only getting 10% on the sides and I'm rendering the rest. And to give you an example, you pro you've probably had the experience where you went into the kitchen and you said, where's the salt shaker? And they said, it's right there on the counter. <laughs> no, it isn't. And then finally they come up from the table, they come into the room, they show you the salt shaker. It's right there in front of you. The problem was you didn't render it because in your mind, you said the salt shaker wasn't there. So interesting. in psychology, they have a term for it. They call it a stictoma. That means like when Jesus said, you can't see the sin in another with a stick in your eye. So psychology kind of coined that term, stictoma. That's so, funny. So, so we all have blind spots. Yeah. You know, and if something's in your blind spot, like, and this happens with opportunities and with your work as a relationship expert, if you're running around thinking everyone's negative, every guy's a SOB, every girl's a cheater, whatever you're thinking, yeah. then you have this filtering system that makes up your reality. They, that perfect person could be sitting right there. But if your belief system hasn't changed so you can accept to see that person, it doesn't matter how much you want them to show up. If your belief system that's blocking you, that stick Toma, that stick or that stick blind spot the is eye. there. That's funny. So, you know, and that's why people go, gosh, I started doing this or that. I started thinking differently. I read this book, went to the seminar, and all of a sudden, Miss Wonderful or Mr. Wonderful right. shows up. That's because they were always there. There was always an opportunity. The universe is abundant. So these opportunities show up all the time. An example I tell with my dad, because when I started my business, of course, as a therapist, there's something you need to know about therapists. They're all really good. You know, we, you sit around with the therapist and you talk about how great you are, you know. So I'm sitting around with my dad. Hey, we're really good. You know, we have no money, you know. So, so we're, you know, <laughs> if we're such a good therapist, where's the money? And, and so I my dad says, we just need somebody to invest in us. This was ba way back in the 80s. Well, we get a phone call from his friend, Dr. Paul Adams, who's a famous a therapist. And he says to my dad, he says, I want to open up a center in Scottsdale, Arizona. Would you like to do it? And my dad said, no, thank you. We're going to do our own thing. Hangs up. And I'm, I'm sitting at the table with him. I'm like dumbfounded. I said, dad, we just talked. It's like, it's like Gilligan's Island, you know, when they say, <laughs> man, I'd really like to have this. And then the radio says it or something yeah. like that. And this just happens. The, the coincidence was there. And I said, what are you doing? I didn't know Dr. Adams at the time, Yeah, Paul. And then so I said, do you mind if I call him? So I called up Paul and I said, look, Paul, I'm, I'm Michael's son. I do want to help you. What do I need to do so you can set up the center in Scottsdale? I went out and got all the information he wanted and FedExed him back a package within 48 hours. He said, you must be fired up. I said, yeah, yeah I'm going to help you do this. I said, we had, I said, you won't believe this, but before you called, my dad and I were just talking about it. My dad did not see the opportunity because he was sick, so fixated on his own belief. The biggest thing between success and failure is not that it's, the opportunities aren't there. It's your belief you already know what you need to know. The real danger is what you don't know. So if you can keep, I call it an infinite field possibility thinking, instead of thinking you know the way. You know, that's what in, in Zen Buddhism, they call it a new mind. Mm -hmm. You know, you need to have a new mind in these opportunities and opportunities show up. I'm curious in the example that you gave about the field, right? And mm -hmm. creating, we have these fixed ways of thinking and those are 
easier for our brain to walk down, right? Like mm. beliefs, yeah. thoughts, feelings. Mm. And so they become these cyclic, easy pathway, easy belief, like there's no good people out there. I'm curious, when we go to change, like when we go to experience a new thought or change our belief, and you're talking about pushing down that four foot high grass for the first time, I'm wondering what part is biological and what part, because I think, you know, whenever we want to do something new, it feels hard, right? right? There's there's the unknown. So which part is like truly the unknown that we're we're just scared? And which part is actually the biological aspect of creating a new neural pathway or are they different? Like there is no separation of anything in the known universe. So let me explain this to you. Yeah. Everything's beads on a string. So let's do an example. If if you're not driving your car listening to this podcast, put your hands together just like this. And you're clasping your hands together, making like a, not really a prayer, but you're clasped together. And I want you to notice which thumb's on top. There's either the right thumb or the left thumb on top. Whichever one is on top, roll the other one on top. What does that feel like? Feels weird. Feels weird. I only ask you to change your thumb. Imagine if I asked you to change, you you go home (laughs) and say, honey, I need you to do this or that. The whole body starts quaking. So shake them out, put your hands back together. And did you put them in the new way or the old way? The old way. Right. So that's what happens every morning. Yeah. So when they say, there's a saying out there, right? It's a, it's a myth, the 21-day myth. It's not a reality. There's never been a study done on About 21 days that you can make a change in 21 days. That's not true at all. You only need to make the change once correctly because the brain will rewire itself around any one key idea. And everyone out there has had the experience where you believed in Santa Claus, and then one day, some special friend I or some him. older brother or sister said, there's no Santa Claus. And you went, what? Your whole life changed at that moment because you had a belief in the Easter Bunny, Santa Claus, all these yeah. things. And that's when they say, hey, we, we were being lied to. Now, that's Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny. But what other things have you been lied to? There's a lot. Yeah, there's a I mean, the litany of abuses to our brain goes on and on. The reality is that when we're born, they also know that every child is born with a photographic memory. Every child. We have perfect, we don't have perfect recall. We have perfect memory. Recall is the brain. Memory is the mind. Think of your brain kind of like a hard drive. And unfortunately, we probably all had this experience where you had this really good computer and one day the hard drive stopped working. Yeah. And you go, all my information's on there. This is what happens to those people that get Alzheimer's. All that information is on there because in neuroscience, we could open up the brain. I'm not a surgeon, but if if I was with a neurosurgeon, they were different parts of the brain. That memory would be fully stored, categorized and organized with sensory-based experiences. You would even hear the people behind you in their conversation because they've done studies with this. You record everything. Your body is like the the perfect recorder, 360-degree recorder. And But the recall is how the neural pathways get to that information. So if you mm, believe... Like the wire or yes, the... Cable, so like yeah. if, 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 there were nine kids in my family. And my sister, who's my older sister, her childhood was very different than mine. She had this terrible childhood and blah, 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 blah. My childhood was great because I rewrote it. Everybody should have two or three past. If you don't like your past, rewrite it because it doesn't serve you to carry that on. In my book, one of my books, I've written nine of them. One says, I was blessed to be the son of an alcoholic because you got to reframe those past experiences. Even when I, I was married once before, 
not very long, but I was married and we, we remained friends because I could see down the road. I said, you know, Susan, we, we can be friends and we can raise Cherie together and we can be great and have, a, and she, it'd be safer than us screaming at each other or getting all upset. And we, we remained friends, but then I had to change myself to find the right relationship. You know, and at first that was difficult. I was never going to be in a relationship. That's what, and so, of course, for three years I wasn't. I right. wouldn't have a date here or there or whatever. But, because, but as soon as I opened up to what I found out for myself was in, a, in actually a rebirthing seminar we were going to, they, uh, I was hearing voices. Every woman's voice was filtered through Susan, my ex-wife, and she was kind of a nagging voice. It didn't matter what your voice was. My brain would change it. As soon as I realized that, when I'd be out on a date or talking with somebody, my, my brain would change that. So I changed it back to being neutral. I uh, basically had to forgive Susan. I was protecting myself. Our brain is designed, or our nervous system, we should say, our subconscious, is designed to protect us. Yeah. You know, we are the genetic heroes of reality because we are here still. There, our genetic makeup made it. Our ancestors didn't get eaten by the saber-toothed tiger before they passed on their genes. So the genes that you and I possess sitting here today were around at are the, the good beginning ones. of... Yeah, yeah. Right. So we're the top of the food chain right now. Yeah. But that doesn't mean we didn't go through a lot. And that's, that's actually bleeding through now. They know that our genetics, you know, in 2003, they said we mapped the human genome. You probably remember that. And yeah, then they said, well, that. guess what? 99% of what makes you who you are is junk. I remember when they said that <laughs> yeah. and I was like, well, that can't possibly no, be true. No, in, in 2018, they finally have technology that can find out what that 99% is doing. They actually have a tell us? Yeah. Now they call it biophotic exchange through light. Your body is communicating with the cells of your body, telling you what's going on in your environment. That's changing one thing. What food did you just consume? That's changing one thing. What water did you drink? Everything about you changes every 40 seconds. The reason they couldn't measure it is every 40 seconds, those gene pairs, those DNA pairs change. Is this epigenetics? Yes. Okay. So every 40 seconds, depending on the environment, and how much of that, can I develop enough mastery over myself or through habits and rituals. Like, I'm curious what the gateway is. Like you were saying, rewriting your story of your yeah. childhood, right? Like someone could, for their own experience, be like, my childhood, I was a child of an alcoholic, and it, everything that's fucked up about me today <laughs> yeah. is due to that, right? So I'm curious, can we develop a sort of internal level of, I guess it would be nervous system mastery, yeah. in order to... Can you do enough that offsets the, the a, a toxic environment or a toxic substance or whatever? I'm giving, well, you, that's a you, lot of you questions. Can, you can when you get to a certain level of mastery. Okay. But the main first thing is I call it Tai Chi for the mind. All right. You cannot fight force against force. So if I told you don't think of a pink elephant. Done. You're Already gonna, doing you're it. Do yeah. it right. Pink so, as hell. So the brain is always – basically the brain works in pictures. Not in words. So the words create experiences, or they call them secondary representational systems. So what's happening, those words actually change 2,300 gene expressions. So the words that are connected to the image of, let's say, a memory yeah. are actually what feed the emotional cascade that affects gene expression? Yes. Think of the reality that we believe to be real. And right. I say believe to be real because there's nothing there. Nobody can prove to me that there's a reality outside of my thinking there's one. That's true. And so so in, the, in the process of doing that, this is like a GUI user interface, GUI. So <laughs> let's put an example, like in relationship example, just for your, the listeners that might be tuning in for that. Let's say you're walking through the mall and you see an X. They're down there. You see them coming. They don't see you yet. 
Yeah. And you don't want to face them. Yeah. So you duck into a store. They finally walk by and then you realize you're in Fredericks of Hollywood and you're going, oh gosh, you got to get out of here, right? So Or whatever. And you leave. The closer they get, the less positive you feel because you're bringing up all the memories. Your brain's queuing up all the evidence of why you don't like that person, you're not with that person, you're not you're not good enough for that person. What happens what if yeah. they see you, yeah. all that yeah. stuff. And you've played it all out. That's, you know, so- You've played it out and that's why you're hiding? Yes. Yeah. So the other one is, let's say you're walking through the mall and there's someone you're dating and you didn't know you're going to meet each other there. You're all smiling and the closer yeah. you get all the, you know, you're getting high on your supply and before you know it, you're all giddy and, and yeah, everything. Yeah. They're both just meeting people in the mall. But our brain did all of that other processing without you consciously doing anything because you, but so what you have to do is you have to find out the subconscious processes and disrupt them these are pattern interrupts so sometimes this pattern interrupt happens with a divorce sometimes this pattern interrupt happens with a losing of a job sometimes it happens as giving birth to a child in a good and bad way like you know, it either disrupts a healthy pattern or disrupts an unhealthy pattern yes, right so let's say that some people have a baby and then they're closer together and they're relationship flourishes and does everything. Sometimes maybe they're not married or whatever. And something happens where he says, I lost my job, but I got a job opportunity in Montana. And the other one says, I'm not going to Montana. (laughs) See you later. You know, so, but everything is happening. If you look at everything by divine appointment instead of by accident, yeah, we're here not by accident. You know, I don't know what the plan is. I mean, we didn't get privileged to that. What we get is we get to experience the ride. So, you know, it's neither good nor bad till, you know, we say it's good or bad. If we like what we're doing, the way we encode it into the brain is with color. How many people do you know go out and buy big screen black and white televisions? <laughs> they don't, right? We buy, right. We buy color televisions yeah. because we want, to be, we want it to pop. And when I was growing up, there was AM radio was really popular. FM wasn't quite so popular. So the, this is a tinny sounding thing. And then they came out with stereo and we went, wow, yeah. we can listen to music on a radio. You know, that stereo, people buy stereo. So they want to be fully immersed in it. Yeah. And if you go to the, if you're like me, I would like to see my movies in surround sound with a big Same. screen. Yeah. You know, so if any memory we love, and this is important for relationships because if you, if you don't refresh those memories, they fade into the background because the brain is always saying, what's going to happen today? What's going to happen tomorrow? What do I need to prepare for? So if we take the negative experiences, the unfortunate part is people that, have, that aren't thriving in their life, they're focusing on all the wrong things. They go to bed thinking of all the ways the world has screwed them over and how relationships are terrible and how they don't have enough money or whatever the blah, blah, blah is. The reality is that it's their choosing. There are people that are happy today that have no money. And there are people that are miserable today that have all the money you could ever dream of. So it's not about money. There are people right now that are in relationships that most people think, that's crazy. Why would that toad be with that princess or other way around? But, you know, they found, they made it work because they were in that moment let's say, and they didn't let the past, I call it the dragons of the past because people will drag on their limitations on and on and on. So there's little things like if you know it's happening, that's why I call it Tai Chi for the mind. So let's say you're, I'll just put it in a relationship scenario where I'm out on a date with a new person and I'm having a talk with them and all of a sudden somebody from the past pops into my brain. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to blurt it out, yeah. but what I'm going to do in my mind, I'm going to see a red stop sign. I'm going to say stop to myself. Stop giving it energy. Stop giving it time. I'm going to mark it out for my subconscious. Say, this isn't acceptable. This interrupting memory. This, this interrupting memory. I don't need it anymore. Now, what it's doing, it's protecting me. 
Mm-hmm. Because it's thinking you don't want to fall in love with this person because they're just going to screw you over. It's yeah, not going to just work. Just like whoever yeah, the yeah. image is, and they're they're you're playing out your story. So you get a chance on the fly to change your story. If you don't change it on the fly, what happens is the brain thinks this is the way it works. This is the way it is. Is it harder to change it in like outs? I'm guessing you can prepare mm-hmm. for the scenario. Like what you're yeah. saying is preparing us. Like yes. I can know that I have an action plan the moment this old belief or thought comes in. Yeah. One exercise for the listeners just as a freebie here so they can yeah, understand yeah. it is think of your favorite memory, whatever that is, step into it. What would you be breathing like? What would you see in the world if you were there right now? What would you smell, taste? How would you know you're there and really own it? And then what we would do is maybe make a three finger, like we do in Silva, we would do some kind of anchoring. So we would anchor that. Like so when snap. you need that feeling. Or like you just touch your three fingers yeah, together. Yeah. So you just create your own trigger. This is what we learned in Silva. So I always do that. You know, when speakers do this, that's, that's where they got it from. They, they use it to focus. Now, let's say on the other side of it, let's say a negative memory comes in. What if you could change that to black and white? Chances are, like 100% of the people I've seen before, it becomes less intense. Uh, so if you just change the memory, remove the color, and that then, it starts to become less attractive yep. even to the and mind. And then also step out of it. Put it behind you. What if you put it on the past timeline? We've all known people that said, what happened with you and Frank? And you go, oh, he's behind me now. Mm-hmm. These are the way we do things anyway, but why don't you accelerate it? We call it biohacking because we can hack the way our body would do it naturally. They say time heals everything, but time doesn't do anything. Time just yeah. is. Right. What, what changes them is experiences. You have experiences that buffer that experience with another experience. And pretty soon that experience writes it over. It used to be easy to explain with something called cassettes, which some of the listeners might yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you've ever, you had to pop out those tabs on a cassette because you could accidentally erase them. That's right. But yeah. what if you could erase over those negative memories? And even if you tried to get them back, you couldn't. That's what we teach you with BrainTap. We That's teach you really to, to because the energy's there and the energy only wants to be used. We have only so much brain energy. So if we're using 60% of our brain energy to support our past beliefs and failures, then we only have 40% to create the life of our dreams and hopes and wishes. Yeah. So if we could liberate them, and part of that liberation is forgiving them, forgiving yourself. Nobody taught us to do this. You know, now we're learning about it, but nobody really taught us how to manage our memories. And I tell people, we're being taught in schools, in our news and everything, how to think or what to think, but nobody's teaching us how to think. How we think is this, the best way to think for positiveness is we take and we accentuate the positive, right? Like the song says, and you eliminate the negative. So when I was developing, uh, I wrote another book called Discover the Language of the Mind, where I have my 13 core techniques that can teach anybody to think and act like, basically, like when when I interview the top performing people, this is the way they think about things. The ones that are not functioning correctly are basically doing something so perfectly that even though they don't want to do it, they do it anyway. This is called a habit. Uh, right? yeah. But what if you could do something you needed to do, even though you didn't want it to do it, you did it anyway. This is the new thought. Right. So we're going to use the same energy. That you would do to create a habit or... But you're going to now do it for the positive. With an intention. So like if, if we could, for instance, I tell people, do you know how to procrastinate? Yes. You ever done it? It's, I'm good it's, at it. Good yeah. at it. So if you can procrastinate, you can change anything in your life. They go, what do you mean? I said, what if between meals... Every time you wanted to have some junk food, you just put it off. You know, I'm going to have that tomorrow. <laughs> and you just kept putting it off. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. You're already you know, good at procrastinating. Right, right, you're already good. So use that. That's a skill. And then what if you could associate things that you need to do but don't want to do, like exercise in the morning? 
So instead of when you feel that pressure to not do it, you said, what if I converted that into energy to run or lift weights or ride a bike, whatever, get, get active. Because the body, once it gets active, I, I tell people there's three phases to brain fitness. First is you got to eat right. I mean, you cannot think a bad diet. I think we talked about that earlier. You, I don't yeah. think unless you're an alchemist like St. Germain and you could transmute, <laughs> yeah. you know, junk food into health food. Kale and chocolate into yeah. kale, but yeah. it tastes like chocolate on yeah. the way in. Yeah. That's a great So that might work in a stage show, but I don't think it will work in reality, <laughs> right? But eating healthy is good. And like we, you were talking about B3s earlier, niacin. I think every person should be on a low-dose niacin. You know, most people don't realize that even uh, Bill with the big book of AA, he used yeah. niacin. Oh, he did. To get off the alcohol. Niacin is B3. Yes. And the problem, the challenge with high dose is flushing, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but they have non-flushing niacin right. now, don't they? Right. You start off with just a little bit. So you wouldn't even to, notice a low and dose. The key here now is that a lot of people don't realize that the fat that they're consuming, the negative fats, the seed oils, those are being deposited in their capillaries. So when you get your blood checked, they don't even check that. But niacin will blow out those capillaries. Wow, because niacin is, I believe, one of the most effective treatments for reducing triglycerides and also one of the best for raising HDL. I might be yeah. missing. Yeah. Those yeah. might be a bit off, but I know it is. It was very sought after as a treatment when I worked yeah. as in but cardiology. So, but it's so cheap. And nobody right. can make any right. money and nobody, right. can, nobody can patent it. Right. You know, so... Everybody should be on low dose. Just I, I, for, I, for brain function? I, yeah. I use a product from Optimum Health Systems. It's called uh, Be Awake because it has a combination of B vitamins. And I do it in the morning, four of them. And in the middle of my meditation, I get a, it doesn't really give you a flush, but you feel that kind of niacin high that happens. I've had the flush before too. And it does feel like an interesting, because sometimes you get it, sometimes yeah, you don't. Yeah. It's such a foreign feeling though. You're like, wait, what's, I'm hot. You know, right. you can feel it, but it's not. I, I wouldn't say it's intolerable, but for someone else, maybe it right. is. Some people are more sensitive, so you just take less. I mean, right. but if you're not tolerating it, that means your capillaries are probably clogged. Interesting. And so you need to keep, so many people, if it's a little hard, they don't want to do it. No, sometimes it's got to be a little hard before it gets easy. That's the walking in the grass. Yeah. Yeah. So. Look, I like to get my greens on the go. I don't want to compromise on quality. I want to get organic. I want non-GMO. I want all the things. And my favorite product from Organifi will never cease to be the green juice. And now they have a green apple flavor, which kicks ass. I think I can say that. But it kicks ass. It's so good. And it's so easy. You just take a glass of water, take a scoop of green juice, or you take the travel packs. They're great to travel with. You open it up, you put it in the water, you mix it, and then bam, you've got a green juice without the mess, without all that stuff. And you're getting all the nutrients that all these superfoods that are in the green juice provide. So go check it out. Go to Organifi.com slash create the love and you save 20% at checkout. So that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash create the love. And they have tons of amazing products. So go check it out and go save 20%. And then the next step that I tell people for brain fitness is you got to move and breathe. We're not sedentary beings. You know, uh, our ancestors, when, or when they look at our smart watches and things, uh, the, they're trying to get us to 10,000 steps, which is a big step, big movement for a lot of people. But if you were Amish, you'd be a lazy one. Right, they at 10,000 steps, right. They, talk, they do 20, 25 steps a day. 20, 25,000, yeah, wow. Tw yeah, so when you think about it, but we can do things like Tai Chi, yoga. These are all things proven. Technologies. And what a lot of people don't know about is 
Tai Chi and yoga were designed to just get your brain ready for meditation. Oh, really? They weren't meant for exercise. Like <laughs> most people jump You weren't up. supposed to get a green juice and then right. go to, they weren't doing yeah, that no. in the ashrams. Yeah, right. So what most people do with yoga, unfortunately, is they don't stick around for the yoga nidra. That's the most important part. That's when you get the neuroplasticity. That's when you get the real brain fitness. Just doing the physical exercise, you're just stressing yourself out. Yeah. And then the brain fitness part is where we're using, you can use nature. You can walk out into nature. Earthing is a good way to tune in because our brain actually, remember I said it's syncing with its environment. So if you and I were to go down to the ocean, sit by the ocean, we would relax, right? A lot of people say, I love the ocean. Yeah. Well, of course you do because the ocean is generating a 10, 10 hertz evoke potential, alpha. From the sound of the waves or the water, from just the water, water itself? itself. Everything is vibrating, like the cameras we have in this room, the mics, they are teeming with energy and sound and vibration. That, but we see it. We make it solid. But the reality is that it's just light, sound, and vibration. It's smoke and mirrors. But when we get to the ocean, there's a, big, a, a lake, a stream, a body of water, even a bubbler in your so office. So relaxing, it? Yeah. yeah. It triggers your brain to create alpha activity. Alpha triggers your gut to make acetylcholine. Acetylcholine is what happens when you fall in love. So you get oxytocin and all those things are, you're, you're, there's 54 neurotransmitters, I won't mention them all, but your brain, your brain waves are what triggers the production of these neurotransmitters or activities. You know, like in certain activities we do, we'll, we'll get high on our own supply, but we can trigger that in ourselves by meditation, breathing techniques, breath work, things of that nature, brain tap. These are all things that people do to trigger their brain to get it back into a balanced state. Wow. That's so interesting. So the just being with water does that. And you were also mentioning earlier before we hit record about candlelight. Yeah. Can we talk a bit about that? Because sure. I, we were touring India and there's a there's six universities called the All Indian Institute of Medical Sciences. They're probably the leading authority on meditation and yogic principles. So I was touring there to show them because their head of physiology is on our board of research. So we were doing some research with them. And Dr. Varun, who's done, I've been published with him many times now in PubMed about breath work and brain balance and things like that. But he said to me at first, he goes, you know, uh, Patrick, you're cheating. And I said, what do you mean I'm cheating? He says, well, you're using this device to do what takes 30 years for somebody to meditate and master. And I said, well, Varun, have you ever used a candle? Oh, yeah, I use a candle all the time to meditate. I said, well, you're cheating. He said, what do you mean? I said, well, a candle flickers at 10 hertz frequency. When you get to alpha, incredible things happen to the brain. We get a, we get a gamma burst and we get a delta burst. It's like the whole brain goes, it lights up. Just by, and then if you can stay in that zone, that's the zone when people are meditating. Now there's another zone that's theta that most people never reach, but they talk about it all the time online. You think everybody's in theta. I can tell you. I'm in it right now, actually, yeah. So in the the theta state is 7.8 hertz. So I said, have you ever meditated in the mountains? I said, have you ever wondered why the yogis meditate in the mountains? He says, no, I just thought it was private. I said, no, that mountain is resonating at 7.8 hertz frequency. That's the Schumann frequency. Oh, interesting. That's theta. So just being, the just environment being. helps because we start to uh, Your environment changes it. you. Yeah. So you're in the environment. We act as a biofeedback mechanism. So we're, our biology is feeding back our environment. So when we're in the mountains and we're there at tree, tree line and 7.8 hertz frequency is happening, we're now in, in harmony with the planet. Now what- That's why it feels so good in forests yeah, and with, by the ocean. Yeah. With theta produces GABA. GABA is a precursor to DMT. So when people want to have a spiritual experience, you can't have the experience without DMT or with GABA in your system. But most people, when we measure their brains, and I've been fortunate over the last 10 years to measure over 30,000 brains, 
very few people have even enough to make anything. There's no, quote, spiritual world for them because they're not in that frequency. When you think of frequency, I tell people, what do you frequently see? That's your frequency because it's going to show up in your life. So when you start meditating and you start using the tools that are out there and you start getting the brain into these balanced state, and it's not about one brainwave state. It's about all of them. Like a, the master brainwave that we talk about all the time, Ann Weiss wrote a book called The Master Brainwave. She's no longer with us, but she was with us at Light and Sound Research in, in Scottsdale. And she went around the world measuring when, – when they first came out with the EEG – which was a consumer available, not the ones in hospitals. What does that stand for again? Uh, Elect- Electroencephalograph. So right. we're, we're measuring, there's two ways that we measure the, the heart. I mean, the, the electrical system of the body. One is magnetic. Our heart is a magnetic wave. We can measure heart rate variability from up to 18 feet. Even the NIH. Wait, what? Yeah. You can measure heart rate variability from up to 18 yes. feet. There's, and here I have an aura ring measuring yeah. it from yeah. zero feet. Right. They have cameras now. They can measure heart rate variability from a distance for, so they can stop in, uh, the uh, crib deaths. And they're now using it in the uh, assisted living facilities for falls because they can tell from – they can put the camera with a heart rate monitor on the wall instead of them having to wear it. And, that's wild. Right? Even our NIH, for those wondering, now nah, that's BS. NIH now says we have a biofield. So they're actually agreeing with. Yes. We have a field of energy. It's magnetic and electrical. Now we can measure the heart, which is magnetic up to 18 feet, but our brain is, that that information is so closely held that we have to put probes on the brain. Now they're getting some dry sensors that are more acceptable. But back in the in the 80s, when we started using what's something called the mind mirror, which was in the early uh, 90s, late 80s, uh, Ann Wise would go around and measure these people's brains. And what we noticed, or what she found in her research was that the best brains operated at 45% beta, 30% alpha, you know, 20% theta, and then very little alpha. They didn't even know about gamma then, so that wasn't measured. Gamma is yeah. kind of the new kid on the block because of all the psychedelics people are taking and things like oh, that. Oh, interesting. So, is psychedelics thing. produces gamma? Yes. When We did a study with uh, David Rosenthal out of uh, Texas for uh, PTSD, and we were going to do – we did this with um, psilocybin and brain tap. But we had a number of the soldiers – they were all retired, but they didn't want to do the psilocybin because they were afraid they're alcohol-free and they didn't want to yeah. be addicted to this. So I said, well, let's map some brains of people on a psilocybin. And what we noticed was a high degree of gamma activity. And of course, on psilocybin. On psilocybin. So yeah. that, and there's a region of the brain just on the right side. If you kind of go to the middle of the brain, just go over about uh, three quarters of an inch, that area was just lit up. In these, like when they had these spiritual yeah. experiences. And when we did the research, there's actually a product out there called the God Helmet, and it uses PMF to target that region of the brain. God Helmet. Yeah, they, because you have, when you, when you activate GABA, it activates DMT, which is the God molecule. Yeah. People right. have the, and every cell of your body has it, and at death is the biggest time you release it into the system. Yeah, I remember seeing the documentary, The Spirit Molecule. Yes, that's yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. So when you studied these brains on psilocybin, you then had a control group. That's interesting. So that's where you could compare which size were going up. Right. And so then, that's when I, I designed the sessions that are on BrainTap to mimic that. And we've had people tell us they've had a psilocybin trips with no psilocybin. doesn't happen every time, but, you know, it's kind of like doing some breath work and yogic work. You're yeah. not going to get that spiritual experience every time. But, yeah, people have had it. 
Wow. Okay. So there's so much that I'm excited about in this conversation. I feel like I'm like tapping into just uh, 1%, if even, of the knowledge that you have. So if I'm looking to change, right, the way that I think, the way that I relate, all these different patterns, and we talked about how the environment, you said, eat for your brain. But what else can we do that, and, and also I'm really curious for the people listening, yeah. maybe you could show in yeah, the camera. If you're, if you're here, if you're on the video part of it, you can see we have lights in the ears, we have lights in the visor, and the sound comes through. So there's five technologies, core technologies that are in here, and they all work separately. So if somebody says, I've used binaural beats, yeah, they work. And the way a binaural beat works is... The brain doesn't hear, let's say we want to get to 10 hertz frequency. So we'd put a 310 hertz frequency in one ear, 300 in the other. The brain doesn't hear the 300 or the 310. It hears a phantom noise of 10 hertz. And we're doing this all the time. So they cancel each other out. Yes, they cancel each other. And then leave the 10. Yep. Interesting. And that's when the brain, there's a cortical response or a deep brain, the primitive brain will respond to that because we have something called the reticular activating system. This is a part of our brain. Best way to recognize it is we get a new car. We think we picked out a car that nobody else has. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> and then you drive it off the lot and go, damn, they have a car. They have a car. They There's have another a car. red you one, know, another you, red one. You feel one, like yeah. Oprah. You get a yeah, Cadillac. Yeah, you get a Cadillac. Yeah, yeah. You know, but your brain, because it's the top of your mind, it's almost like when you, when you first, like maybe people are listening now, they go, I've never heard of brain tap. I can guarantee you you'll be seeing brain tap. You'll You're be right. hearing it now. because The it's first time I ever heard about it yeah. was at Katrine's house. And then I started to see people with him. Yeah, And the first time I really used it was at her house, the mutual friend who we yeah. met through. And I've had the opportunity to use it recently just because, you, you know, you guys sent one yeah. over and I was excited to try it out. And you told me too, like, I'm not sure when, when you're listening to this, we've probably had a baby, but Patrick had sent over that there's a series for pain, pain-free childbirth. But yeah, maybe let's get into yeah. more of the technologies and then what like motivated you to put all these together and, and what is possible? Well, the, the big thing was I grew up with, um, technology-driven meditation through the Silva method. Yeah. And what we used is GSR machines or galvanic skin response systems. You can still buy those on Amazon for a couple hundred dollars. You, you basically put your fingers on it. You set, the, you set it to 10 hertz. It'll beep when you're not in 10 hertz. So it'll go, let's say you're at 18, it'll go beep, 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 beep. And so you would relax. And when you relax, it becomes silent. It's a great trainer. That's interesting. And we used it. My dad was also a psychologist after he got help. So he was working with athletes and and I was an athlete. So he used it with me like to keep me relaxed before events. Smart. And and I was a very good athlete. I was a three-sport captain and got a scholarship and all that. And I think it's mainly because my dad worked on my brain when nobody was doing it. Now a lot of people are using that. But anyway, this the galvanics. So I was always into this technology-driven meditation. You can also use like HemiSync was really popular at the time, Robert Monroe's group. And so we, when a series of events happened and I started working with light and sound research out of Scottsdale, we were using the binaural beats of Robert Monroe. And then, but he didn't want us to mess with them because we're, we were finding things that were inconsistent. Now his are really good. I'm not saying anything bad about them, but we wanted to do the, I said, what could we do if we included light? And at the time there was no commercially available LEDs. So you could, you, you could mess with candles and things like that, but you can't change a candle's flickering. Right. So when the EEPROM chip came out, there used to be a store called Radio Shack here. I remember Radio Shack. And so in, because my background's, I went to school for electronics, you know, and so I have a degree in electronics. So I, I started messing with this programmable chip where I could change the flickering of the light, the LEDs. They only had red light at the time. And so what we did was we started playing with it and we started to notice when people had an increase in their heart rate. 
if you, if you change the yes, pulsating if was, of it. If it was negative, that's a negative response. But if they started to slow down their heart rate, we know, hey, we're on the right track. And this was before neuro neuroactivity. We, we couldn't measure it. We had no way to do that. But as soon as they came out with the what was called the mind mirror, then we could start measuring activity in the right and left hemisphere of the brain. We could measure how quickly can we move somebody from being awake to asleep? How quickly can we move somebody into these focus states? And so the first one we did, it was called the MC square because I loved Einstein and my first book has Einstein flying through space. And because I believe everyone has genius potential. But we have to activate that potential. So I, I believe that this technology was, became my mission to teach people about technology that can activate your potential because it's there dormant. And I used to use an analogy. A lot of my analogies have went by the wayside over the years. But there used to be CDs, right? <laughs> in these CDs, you'd get them in the mail like an AOL account, which I remember you know, these. Yeah, and you'd put Columbia it in, House. and then it says, "If you want the full experience, unlock the CD." So that tells me that. That CD already had the program on it. All I had to do was Figure put out. the code in it. Yeah. Well, you already have the program in you. You have the program for your future. You have a 100 billion neurobit processor that's more powerful. Each one is more powerful than the computer systems of the earth. You can predict the future. You can create the future. You know the ways of time, but they're hidden from us. So all those skills, all that is there. What's the code? We know part of the code is unlocking the nervous system. As long as you're in fear, fear locks up the nervous system is probably the biggest deterrent to evolution that we can have because fear has you recoil and you, know, you just right. don't try anything. You're dysregulated, you're vigilant, your heart rate's tight, your HRV, your heart rate variability is low. Like you're not in a healing state. Yeah. I mean, there's so many, you're reactive, you're responsive. I mean, it destroys relationships being in right. those states. In the 80s, when we were working with this group called Light and Sound Research, we were looking at hand temperature. Because if your hands are warm, and those of you that might get headaches occasionally, notice next time you get a headache, your hands are probably ice cold. If you can train your brain to make your hands warm when you're not in the headache state, and then as soon as you start to feel a headache coming on, visualize your hand in front of a fire. We used to do these things, and we would change brainwave activity. So just from the visualization. Just, just from yeah. So then we said, what if we, could, what if we could train the brain physiologically? Because sometimes it's not a psychological problem. It's a physiological problem. One example without jumping around too much, if, if I was to ask you to play the role of a depressed person, physiologically, you'd have to change the way you're sitting. Right. Because your body becomes an antenna for that emotion. Mm. Also, every negative emotion has one characteristic that most people forget. You lack breath. Every negative emotional state is either holding your breath or not breathing you know, and you'll find this out when you have your child, they'll come running in angry. And if you say to them, just breathe, just breathe, they get angrier because they know <laughs> as soon as they breathe, you know, and I do this with my grandkids all the time when they were younger and they just get upset. And I said, just, just relax. You know, you have to do it with them. Yeah. And then their nervous system, because we all have mirror neurons, they'll look at you and they'll mimic what you're doing. So you stay regulated so and you, you stay create right. shared regul yes. co-regulation. Yes. Yeah. That's also true in relationships, by the way. Very true. You know, yeah. whoever the leader, the alpha dog is, is controlling the physiological state of the other, unless you take take back control and, you know. That's so true. I never thought about it from a nervous system perspective, but if you have one person who, let's say, controlling or eruptive or erratic, the other person's nervous system, which they might s describe as walking on eggshells, 
is them oscillating off the regu- the nervous system that's dysregulated. Right. So you can get you could be all regulated in the world, and then all of a sudden you get into a relationship with someone dysfunctional who has a danger. Let's say a dangerous predisposition, whether that's verbal or physical, and it might not even be because we could also have, I guess, vigilant. Our nervous system can also be hypervigilant too. Right. So it, it's, it's basically it's not. Buddha has a saying: all unhappiness stems from unfavorable comparisons. Mm. So when you think about Everything that's dysregulated is because we're comparing ourselves to someone else. If we're in the moment, we're not going to have those experiences. But if we're thinking, well, if I say this, he's going to do that or she's going to do that, and you overthink it. Like I still remember working when I was in, when I was working in therapy. Now I don't I take clients unless they're coaching clients and things like that. I only take 20 of them a year. But in the, in the process of uh, working with parents, they would sometimes bring their kids in. And I remember this one uh, parent brought in their son who was afraid to go to the seventh grade dance. And they wanted to know what I could do with him. And they said, he's just got social anxiety. Well, what I found out was he's overthinking everything. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't just asking the girl to go out on the dance floor and dance. He was he was having a baby with her and retiring. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, instead of being in the moment, let's just have fun. We're just friends. It's not going to be forever. And and you know, if you want to dance, you got to ask, and you're going to get no's. And so, part of the learning is learning to take rejection because that's how we learn. You know, and a lot of people go, "I don't want the stress." Well, then you don't want to grow. Mm. The only way we grow is in a stress environment. When people go, I don't want the stress. No, what you want is the capacity to handle the stress. Mm. Because who's the person, we, we all have a friend or you're that friend that when trouble hits, they come to you because you keep your level head, you know solutions. That's a gift because so many people right now, as soon as shit hits the fan or whatever, they go to pieces. Right. You know, it's the person who can stay together during that. They're going to be the most sought after person. They're going to be the go-to person. They're going to say, you're my rock, whatever's going on. You know, and that's, a, that's an inside job. That's not an external thing. But we, some people are born that way, but most people are driven that way. You know, they, they had to step up because maybe mom and dad wasn't doing it or, you know, whatever was happening. And they focused on that positive action. Instead of saying, oh, no, I don't know what to do, and, and maybe they had loving parents that didn't tell them, that's not the way you draw a tree, dummy. This is the way you draw a tree. Right. And they, they weren't able to be creative. You know, I mean, my parents didn't show me their certificate from parent university. So, you know, <laughs> I, I was basically a learning progress for them. And we had nine kids, so I don't know what they were thinking. That's you know, wild. I had two kids, and I'm, you know, still sane now, thank God. But, you know, at times <laughs> it felt like, you know, you just, they want to go here, there, you know, all these things. So first we have to forgive our our relationships are formed by the parents. You know, when, when Queen Elizabeth said, we learn the same way as monkeys from our parents, you know, it's, it's really true. So whatever we learn, sometimes it's good or bad. And I love it when people say, I can't believe she tells me it's just like my father. Because if you know the parents, right. then you'll see it show up. Yeah, yeah, because that's absolutely. Where learned it. So, but if we can go back, you can change that. That's what I'm saying. You, if you change the past, when you change yourself now, there's a rippling effect back through time. Not to devalue yourself, but to, to look at your past experiences and say, how can I retrain my brain to look at them as learned experiences instead of setbacks? Yes. You know, and then the future, we know to keep an optimized mindset is to look at life as a series of challenges instead of a series of threats. If you wake up every morning to, to CNN, let's say, then you're going to wake up with threats. Because their whole job is just scare the heck out of us. They want viewership. And it's just like driving down the highway and somebody gets in an accident and everybody slows down to look at the accident. You know, we need to be looking down the highway, 
not all the accidents. You know, and I think if everybody, when, when I, I've been married for 33 years now, almost 34 here in, in April, and I had a really good mentor who told me, Patrick, you're not looking for somebody to look into their eyes. That wears off. You're looking for somebody looking in the same direction. Mm-hmm. If you have the same goals, the same values, the same mission, you know, and nowadays more than ever, people need to know that because, I mean, look what happened over the last three years. People are being pried apart because of social conformities and uh, political views. And that shouldn't even be part of the family. That's just... Isn't that wild? Families split up, you know, divided because of political views, views on COVID. But I'm like, man, if if you lost a family member because of something like that, go get them back. Yeah, right. You know? I mean, they're proving all the... All the bullshit has been bullshit. You know, it's the reality is that we have a thinking immune system. We have a, they call it psychoimmunology. Our brain controls our thinking immune system. So if we think of something as a threat, then we overproduce white marker cells. And you'll know this because your nose will run, you'll have flu-like symptoms, your body will ache. And these are all created by you. They're called psychosomatic disorders. So, but if you believe that, hey, everything's all right, I'm fine. I mean, today, if I see somebody wearing a mask, I see a subnambulistic. That means a sleepwalker, you know, and they're very suggestible. There's a book called Suggestible You that I recommend all my therapists when I was training them read, and it shows the placebos up to 40%. So when somebody says something and then somebody goes, well, what about the people that that got injured? Well, that was from a, I believe it, it wasn't naturally occurring. You know, something, I mean, obviously, if you think it's good, I mean, look at Wim Hof. If, if, you, if you don't know who Wim Hof is, look him up. We've interviewed him on the oh, podcast. Great. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's awesome, a, right? He's amazing. I mean, they inject poisons into his body. He breathes it out. He jumps in. The guy he, can control his immune response. Right. He, I think he taught people how to breathe, and then they injected, I believe, yeah. injected them with a bacteria. Yeah. And the people who did his breath work did not get sick. Right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, if he can do it, Anybody can do it. You just right. have to do the same thing. Which if you're is willing his to whole do, mission. Yeah. You got to be willing to do those things. So you do the breathing. The main thing that happens when you think of fear, your lack of energy, you're restricting the blood flow and circulation. Basically, you're going out of flow state and into a reactionary you're state. You're vasoconstricted. Yeah. You're reactive. Yeah. I think of like, I know there was a Cochrane review that just came out on mass. And you could show that to everybody in the world, which is considered the gold standard in medical evidence. And people would still be like mass work. And regardless of whether someone wants to wear one, I don't care. But it just shows you that when we're in states of fear, we can't critically think. We can't, you know, like if we're, if we're not in flow states, we're not curious. We're not curious about life, what's possible, everything that you're saying. Like if I'm constantly vigilant about the future that I, I'm afraid to create, I'm not free to create. I mean, when they tell you one minute it works, one minute it doesn't, that creates confusion. Confusion can be a bad thing and it can be a good thing. They say confusion is the deepest trance, but the quickest way to enlightenment. If you, you know, that's, that's interesting. What, so inadvertently, they can wake you up yeah. by like when you by see all the like, like the Zen koans and things like that. What's the sound of one hand clapping? You know, things weird things. So they're doing that because they get you confused, and then when you get it. What they're saying is silent, you know, be in the silence or whatever. Right. You know, but you have to, when you get it internally, your own visceral experience, that's more meaningful than reading it in a book or somebody else telling you. But so many people today aren't willing to think through those things. They're just willing to take whatever somebody says. When I tell people, don't believe me, test it, you know, get some, we have technology now that we can test 
I set it up at uh, at her house, but you had to leave. We I have a neurocheck where we can hook it up in five minutes. I can tell you nine different parameters of the nervous system, pre and post. I can even show you if you wanted to know, hey, if I'm around this guy for four hours, what's my nervous system doing? I can show you that. We have it right over here at the Paris right now, and we do we do pre and post testing all the time with people. And anything to do with when we were at the National Institute of Health convention uh, two years ago, the head this is the one not the drug division. There's a, actually an alternative medicine division, and uh, she came by our booth. And she said, "I don't think I can do the brain tap because I've got a headache." And I said, "Don't worry. This is why we created it was for pain first. She said, "What do you mean?" I said, "When your brain is balanced, you won't see the light. Don't worry about that." The light mm. will cancel each other out because it's just off phase to create this the brain training. Just to like, get you in, kind of like binaural beats, but we're doing it. We call it bioptical. So the brain is is figuring out it's canceling out the light, but the brain's following it down. So she got on the equipment. We tested her, and she saw the equipment. She says, "You just tested my nervous system in in like three minutes." I said, "Yeah." And I said, this has been verified by science, like what we did in Brazil and all that. They've, me- they've measured it against the 72-channel uh, Shiva, which measures so many things about the brain. And she goes, wow. She goes, I would have never thought that. But then she goes, where'd my headache go? I go, when you're out of beta, when you're in high beta, that reactionary mindset, you exacerbate pain. If you can lower that, you've lowered the pain response in the body. It's basically the body... Most people are running around with a lot of inflammation from bad foods or whatever is going on. And that inflammation is basically, think of it like a silent attack. You don't think you're being attacked, but underneath the surface, you know, it looks like calm water, but underneath it's like when they say you look at a duck, it looks like it's all calm, but you look under the water. (laughs) So many people are like that duck. They're going crazy inside, but they look like they're all calm and cool and collective. What we're finding is that's imploding on them. And they're making like the mental health issues we have today are enormous because we've actually had a lot of psychological trauma done to us yes. because Agreed. this this wasn't what they said it was going to be. It was bad, but it wasn't as bad as they said. We no. didn't have millions and millions of people dying. I mean, they're still doing their job and, you know, trying to, you know, scare people. But the reality is that we have a very powerful thinking immune system. And if we take care of ourselves, I'm not saying do things that are stupid, you know, take care of yourself. If you're really concerned, you should get a hazmat suit because that mask isn't going to work. <laughs> you know, and, and, and basically what will work, though, is like Wim Hof, learn how to breathe. When I get around somebody that's coughing and hacking, especially on the airplanes, you know, because, you, you know, when you're flying to different events, that's trapped air, even though they're filtering it. You know, I do things to protect myself. I'll do breathing exercises while I'm on the plane. I won't do Wim Hof because they'll think I'm having a heart attack or something. <laughs> you know, but I will do some, you can do the four, eight breath. Uh, four in, eight hold. No, four, uh, four in, eight out, and then you connect that breath, and it exercises the nervous system. So if anyone out there is not sleeping well, this is a really good tip. I give it to all my clients. Yeah. Even if you don't own the brain tap, you can, while you're laying in bed, you close your eyes, you breathe into the count of four, this is going to trigger your sympathetic system. This is your fight or flight response. And most people are in that all the time, so they might not like that feeling because they want to get out of it. But then when you they breathe feel out, like chaotic yeah, a bit yeah. from the slow four. Yeah. yeah. And then when you... Exhale out slowly to the count of eight. You're turning on the parasympathetic system. Because saying we're safe. We don't have to breathe fast. Right. Uh, And then what you'll find is after a while, you won't want to breathe in anymore. You'll just have a natural cadence to your breath. But you're exercising. You're turning Because variability means if you're stressed out, 
you, you want to run, right? You right. want to protect yourself. Once you're done running, you need to be able to stop, take a nap, you relax, recover. But a lot of people, they get stuck in that neurological lock. If you're the type of person out there that gets a, let's say somebody pulls you over on the way to work, and then you're telling everybody about it all day long, and you're still angry about it at night, it's not a psychological problem. It's a physiological problem. You weren't able to physically shake it. I've done that. So that's when you, you start these practices. So you, you realize it. You're like, every, we all, when Mike Tyson said, you know, everyone has a plan to they get hit. So some people are so naive, they don't plan. They just plan they're never going to get hit. Well, plan on getting hit. What are you going to do? Because then the brain has a pathway of action. If you like only, you already have a strategy, yes. a skill, much like training for a fight. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And we work a lot with the fighters here at the UFC Center and the MMA guys for brain recovery. But the reality is that our brain is always giving us what we predict. Yeah. Not so the reality. That, is that, to, that comes into confirmation bias? Are you explaining yes. basically the neurological process of confirmation yes. bias? Yes. I'm curious more about the light and sound, because you said there's five mechanisms. Yes. So we have the retinal flashing. Yeah. Most people don't realize that there's a lot of evidence about retinal flashing, which means what do our eyes do? There's something called sun gazing, yeah. right? And they know that it resets the circadian rhythm. If you looked at the sun at the right times in the morning and night, while it's going rising and setting, you can actually reset your gut biome. They've, they've done study after study about that. So what we did is we said, what if we could flash the light at 470 nanometer light and what happens is the brain is, is being reset at that point because the mitochondria in the eye, there's more mitochondria in the eye than any other place in the body, even the brain. The brain has the most mitochondria, but per square centimeter, it's the eyes. Wow. And so what mitochondria does is we, we absorb light and we transmit light. Another factor when I was first getting into this with my dad, just 18, 19 years old, we, I used to have a bumper sticker that said, I am light. And it was a kind of a metaphysical concept that yeah. everybody thought about. But now science has proven that to be true. Our science officer, Dr. Sidral, made the clothing for Tom Brady. And he's got clothing called pre 12 Recovery Wear. Francisco Sidral owns the patent to that. He's our science officer. What he did was everybody in the world is emitting 8, 10 nanometer light, like that infrared sauna you get into. Yeah. We are emitting that. Now, what they showed was that people I'm a who- sauna. Yeah. So you're emitting that healing energy. So some people, it's more than others, but they, they showed that when you're in a state of grace and gratitude and forgiveness, you, you actually emit 200 times more light. But the reason I bring that up is this clothing reflects back your own light so you can heal yourself with your energy. Because a lot of people just give it away. You know? And so Francisco figured out a way to do that. I sleep, I sleep in it at night so that while I'm sleeping, especially on the road, I'm recovering and, and getting my- Draped in Tom Brady wear. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he doesn't give me the Tom Brady version. There's, there's also Nike hat. Has it in um, Under Armour? Oh, they call it recovery wear. It's his. It's his. But invention. it's the pattern of yeah. the reflection of yeah. your it's ceramics own. in the clothing. You don't feel it, but there's little ceramics in there that reflect the light back at you. It's wild that that's the technology because you know when you're wearing compression leggings and all that kind of stuff that helps increase performance and also these clothes help increase recovery. But you wouldn't know that what's going on is this technology yeah. that's reflecting back your own. Yeah, Tom Brady doesn't talk about that. He just says, "Hey, I'm 45. I yeah, use I'm this clothing." It. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So well, that's interesting because you, we don't even know that we have that healing capacity. Like. I mean, I don't want to get into the whole systems, but of course we wouldn't be told that. We wouldn't be embraced with our own autonomy and sovereignty of being able to take responsibility for our lives, our, lives, our thoughts, our relationships, everything, which is total liberation. Right. If we have total liberation, then we're not easily monetizable. Right, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. 
But right. that's a whole. So that's the light in the eyes, why people go, but your eyes are closed. So we're, yeah. we're actually not using the same channels of vision, but we also know because we, we've hooked people up to EEG. And if you close your eyes, about 30% of your brain shuts down. Because so, you're not bringing, you're not processing yeah, your the rendering cortex, and all that yeah, stuff. Your visual cortex is shut off. So the brain says, hey, I can shut this down. So immediately you're not meditating correctly because that's not the way a guru's brain does it. It actually activates. It doesn't shut down during meditation. Oh, wow. So what we're going to do is we're going to trade the, we're going to train the brain to stay awake because it thinks you're still processing walking around, but you're just laying there. And so the brain stays awake. And in that awake state, now we can, it can mobilize light. What light does for the body, think of your body, every cell of your body has something called a chromoform. This is a little battery. And it gathers energy from light, sound, and vibration. So light is easy. It, the body absorbs it into the cells, and then it uses it energy. Our body is very sharing. If the mitochondria is full in one cell, it passes it on to the next. They call this photobiomodulation. So you can share that energy with another cell. Now, we've all probably been to a party before when somebody dragged us out. We didn't really want to go there. But then all of a sudden, we start moving and dancing and acting good. And they come over and they said, I thought you didn't want to come here. And they go, well, now they're playing the music I like. That's because the sound got our cells. Mm. Our cells absorbed that energy. And when there was so much energy in our body, didn't know what else to do. We had to start tapping our toes. We had to start moving our body. This is just a reaction to our interaction with our environment. So we're going to, you're going to use that to our advantage because number one, to meditate, you need energy to sleep. You need energy. You'll learn this as you get children, but when children are so <laughs> tired, they don't sleep. Yeah, I always so, thought that was weird yeah. when like, they're like, oh, they're tired. And I'm like, they seem hyper. Right. Because when you're so stressed, your body can't flip the switch. You're in high beta. You can't, it's, a, it's not a digital switch. You can't just go from beta to delta. You got to flow through it like analog. So you got to go through the cycles. So a sleep cycle is more like a wave, not a drop off. Is that why you guys suggested before we hit record, I was talking to you about how to, you said if you have like a colicky baby or a baby that's maybe activated or a toddler to actually play the delta or is it delta yeah, yeah. through your phone or through the yeah. system in the room? Yeah. Cause the sound we have, we not only have binaural beats, we have isochronic tones. Those are mono. Like an isochronic tone is the planet. That's a, the planet itself is an it isochronic is giving tone. giving out generally. an isochronic yeah. tone. Yeah. In the waterfalls are an isochronic tone. Like if you had a fall, waterfalls in your office or something like that. And a lot of music. So we also put music through here. Music on it, in and of itself is really good. They have something called the Mozart effect. They've done study after study. We've done studies with this. You just play the music, but we put our frequencies in the background, but it's the same kind of science. If you look up the Mozart effect, they, they played this in classrooms without teaching them to do anything different. They were just smarter because the brain was balanced. And it's kind of the, there's something called the music of the spears. And they, they believe that like Beethoven kind of tapped into this. The universe is making noise. You know, that's what they, these radio telescopes, they bring back this space music. Yeah. yeah Jeffrey Thompson is kind of famous because he has all this music which from, the spa from space. And so everything is vibrating and teeming with energy and sound. Sound, light, and vibration is everywhere in the universe. So what we're going to do is we're going to mimic a cycle of sleep. So the brain with light and sound, we can do that. Now, that's changing your environment, but you're still in this, you're still in the same room, but we're taking the ears, we're taking not this room because we have first and second attention. We're, we're giving you the new information. Now, what we do also is we put light in the ears in this, this light in the, the light in the ears. When I showed it, when people yeah. are looking at it, they go, what is this light for? Well, 
those chromoforms are here, but there's all the blood in your body passes through the ears every three to four minutes. I was wondering what the light was for. Yeah. And that light goes from the ears, the blood flow goes right into the brain. So through photobiomodulation, we can feed light into the brain through the ears. And then all the meridians, for those out there that have ever been to an acupuncturist or if you're an acupuncturist, you know that there's junction points in the ears. And there's a gentleman by the name of Nogier, Dr. Nogier, or Nogier, however you pronounce it, you know, depending upon who you're listening to. And what he found out was there's seven frequencies of the body, tones in the body. And if any of those tones are out of balance, you get sick. So what we did is we took the sounds every two minutes the frequency is changing in those lights to a different Noje frequency. Wow. So you're getting, you're getting the Noje frequency training. You're getting Sophigio frequency training when you listen to the session. You're getting alpha music, we call it, 10-cycle music. You're getting let, retinal flashing. You're absorbing photobiomodulation to open up the meridians in the body. And then, then we put on top of that the message. So remember, the message is changing 2,300 gene expressions. But some people don't want to listen to the message, so we have just music ones. Like if you want to do a meditation, I do a meditation every morning with gamma and I do my TM meditation and I just have that on instead of putting my mask on and my, my noise blockers. I just have the frequency getting me into the right frequency because th- when they did studies with Buddhist adepts, that's the frequency they were in. So wow. I, I want to be in that, I want to be in that environment. State. Wow. So you have all these things working in synchronicity to bring your body through all the mechanisms that you know through technology to get us into these states that are healing, expansive, abundant, all of it. So once you're in those states, I tell people, if you want to see the Statue of Liberty here, if we're in Vegas and you say, I want to see the Statue of Liberty, you could go to the, you could go down the strip and see the fake <laughs> to one, the right? fake one, yeah. <laughs> or you could go get on a plane and go to a different state and yeah. see the real one. Yeah. We're going to take you to that state with this. So we're not just going to tell you about going into data. We're going to take you there. And we've done studies with thousands of people that show every person, as long as there's no brain damage, every person will go there. And if you have brain damage, we have research that shows after six weeks of using brain tap, you can start to reverse some of that because it's, it's all about blood flow circulation and just getting the nutrients. The body knows how to heal itself. But if you're in a stress state and you're not feeding it correctly, you're not moving, you know, you're not breathing, all those things that you need to do, the body will stay in a sick state. So we need to liberate that, that first as a consciousness activity, but also then getting the physiology involved. Wow. Okay. So for people listening, what are some of the relationship ones you have on there? I'm guessing you have healing ones. The one you told me about, the gamma one, I know that uh, pain-free childbirth. Yeah. We have over 43 different genres, if you will. And then we have micro sets of those. We have over 2,000 sessions. I'm hoping you and I get together and we take your, your information and convert it because we don't have enough for relationships. We have the ones we have for relationships are more like if you're wanting to date. Because a lot of a lot of people were asking for sessions because they didn't feel like they had the self esteem or the self confidence. Yeah, that makes sense. So, like, build the courage, like that kid at the dance Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And then most people, we have three different segments of time people listen. So we have morning ones that are we call it digital coffee, and it's all about focus, commitment. They're all the big values that most people say they want to do, but we are going to get them to focus on it for the day. And then you want to do something different daily. That's why even the gamma sessions, I told you about there's 10 of them. Yeah, so I've each day, seen that. So each day you do a different one for neuroplasticity's sake. Because if you do the same one all so the time. So you're giving variety. Yeah. The brain needs a challenge too. So even though you can't consciously understand what's happening, your brain does. There's the show with Dustin Hoffman when he was 
uh, Rain Man. Yeah. And they they dropped the toothpicks on the ground. He said 1,114. Yeah. He counted them all. Well, believe it or not, we can all do that. We just screen it out. Wow. So we all have that same brain, that same capacity. It's just an, a, a savant. That's where they're at. And then they're missing other things. Right. So we're choosing to be in this space, thinking and acting and responding in this way. And if it's working for you, great, congratulations. But if it isn't, you can, for lack of a better word, hack your brain and get it to work because these these are ancient traditions people did for thousands of years before BrainTap came along. What we did is we made it simple. So you don't have to think about it. You just put it on, press play with your technology, and it, it takes you there. So there are sessions that are about preparing you to live a day and to engage and create and, and, and be empowered through one of those values, being able to witness the world through that. Ones throughout the day, too, if you'd like need refocus or whatever, whatever stress. your motivation is for the day. If you're going to golf today, listen to a golf program. If you're going to, so if cool. you're going to do into a business meeting, we yeah. have become a magnet magnetic for success. If you're dealing with money issues, I did a whole series for the Napoleon Hill Foundation called Think and Grow Rich. Oh, that's awesome. There's a whole series, 17 yeah. of those sessions in there. We have, I went through some of my favorite business books and I condensed them into like the concepts into sessions, like how to think big and different things like that. So there's probably something in there. Now we're always creating new ones. We just created a series after COVID that's been really popular called Overcoming Overwhelm. So people feel that's like they're powerful. overwhelmed. That's important. And then we we have one that we just created that it's called Help Happy Healthy Thin. It's a weight loss program we worked with too, because it's not always what you're eating, it's what's eating you. And so yeah. if we can get the emotions under control and for those listening that don't understand that, your liver produces one stressful event, your liver produces as much sugar as a Milky Way. If you're constantly stressing out, you constantly have sugar through your system. What happens then is the body has to produce fat to protect you from the toxic load of that sugar. Yeah. And it doesn't give you the fat where you want it. You know, right. you, don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you get it in it's the adipose tissue. Works, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in the process of doing this, if you can lower your stress levels, you will lose weight faster. When I was featured in People Magazine, and this was in 2006, we sent them over 100 people that had lost over half their weight and kept it off for more than five years. We didn't have a diet. We just basically taught them to think differently about themselves. And then they chose good foods, of course. They, yes. They, if you believe you're, you're healthy and you're worthy of those choices, right. you know, it's your choices in every area of your life will start to align because it's like a drug. Yeah. You're like, oh, man, I really love myself. Give and, me that salad. And you do get addicted to that because yeah. the, the neurotransmitters that you can produce, like I love people go, I do GABA cream. Well, you can't produce enough GABA. But you can produce over $30,000 worth with one brain tap session. You know? that wild? So, so your brain, you can get high on your own supply, as Hoff, Wim Hof says, yeah. because your brain is the most powerful pharmacy on earth. 30,000 different neurochemicals with just a thought. So just start thinking the right thoughts and you'll be as high as you want to be. That's so freaking wild. Uh, and you said there's lots for like nighttime, preparing your brain, sleep. I mean, that's so important. Yeah, 90% of our users will listen at night is one of their sessions because we need to downregulate the nervous system then, you know, to get it to fall asleep. You know, because so many people, like you were talking about candles. So I was thinking, oh, wow, we have so many lights in our house, right, that are not at the frequency of candles. So if we, let's say, watch TV before bed or look at our phone, would it be helpful to use BrainTap to, will that help reverse what blue light has done? Because, you know, you were saying earlier, if you look at sunrises and sunsets, it prepares your circadian rhythm. So I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah, with our study in Australia, we had them listen right before bed. We improved 70% sleep scores in three weeks. 
because they they were training their brain to go to sleep. Fuck, that's so, so cool. So when, when your brain learns to do that, you can – and then you teach it to wake up in the morning. Pretty soon it just starts doing it. It starts the uh, habit of feeling – It's like the, you know, the Tai Chi of the mind. Yeah. It's all about practice. You know, and that's why we call it brain fitness now. We've also proven like in our concussion study – we took every student at a school in Gaylord, Michigan with Dr. Arkefeld and every other student that had a concussion did brain tap at the end of their therapy. So they all got therapy, the medical model. But then 50% that got brain tap, one year later, 30 to 70% better in all neurological functions. Just by adding brain Just by tap. Adding, and they didn't do it in the year. This was after a year. So we wanted to show what happens even with small use. And they only used it at the clinic during the study. And that was the massive improvement. Now, if you own the equipment and you're doing it every day, it's just like if you have a piece of equipment. The nice thing is our users, the average user at BrainTap uses it 28 times a month. So they're getting good use oh, so out of it. So they're using it almost yeah. every day. Yeah. And some people use it three times a day, of course. So other people might use it every other day. As long as you do it within 72 hours of the last time you used it, you'll start to get gains because your nervous system is trying to reset every 72 hours. Okay, cool. All right. Well, I mean, I feel like I could have you come back on and dive deep into all. I'm going to have to collect questions about yeah, the mind yeah. and the nervous system. Yeah. Once you've used um, it for a while, too, we'll, when I come back, you know, this is or if I get up to Coeur d'Alene, we don't get up to Coeur d'Alene very often. Well, now you got a reason. Yes, there now you got, got a reason. It's a beautiful area. Well, this has been such an honor. I'm so I feel such synchronicity with the things you talk about and really just I'm so grateful that Katrine connected us just by sitting on a couch getting uh, NAD infusions. Yeah. Yeah, so where can people find more about you, about BrainTap, all that stuff? If they go online to social media, it's a it's hashtag BrainTapTech or hashtag DR Patrick Porter. Okay. Uh, and then they can go to BrainTap.com. They can do a free trial and it'll it'll email them seven days before it's up if they want to cancel it, but they'll get a free copy of my book, Thrive and Overdrive, and they get to try it out. Really just, I'm so grateful that Katrine connected us just by sitting on a couch getting uh, NAD infusions. Yeah. Um, you never know who's going to be brought into your life in a moment, and I'm grateful that you have been. Thank you for coming on and sharing your knowledge, your expertise, and just really, I think, inspiring people to think differently, to nourish their minds, to nourish their lives, and and how it is possible for everybody. So I really appreciate you coming on. Well, thank you. We're on a mission to better a billion brains. And those of you listening, it's your brain now. So tag, you're it. You know, we're trying to help you to wake up and use the full capacity of your potential. Mm-hmm. 